let me say that the political the political This is the news made us do this podcast. It's myself, Lex, here with my boy Ace. You're not middle class, you're not black white. Enjoy one podcast at a time, discussing all things. Statistically, it looks like in London yeah. right now, yeah. this is predominantly a problem of young black teenage boys. Yeah. Damn, I don't feel so good. Harder, harder, nigga. I haven't said that word in a long time. Mm-hmm. Me neither, Not with man. the harder anyway. Mm-hmm. But BBC felt that they could use it twice in a week. Mm-hmm. Two hits. The one British week. Broadcasting Corporation. The only reason why we pay TV, TV license, essentially, felt they say they can say the word "nigger" harder at ten thirty in the morning. Why? Can you imagine starting your day hearing the word "nigger" in a normalized situation at ten thirty in the morning? Hard R nigger. Right. Are you drinking your coffee? As your mind is getting stimulated, the first thing you hear at 10.30 in the morning is a white woman saying the word oh, nigger sorry, yeah. on BBC, British Broadcasting Television. Yeah. With no filter. No filter. So they believe because they said, oh, you're going to hear some hard things. That's it. Literally. When I heard I was going to hear hard things, I thought I was just going to hear, you know, like obviously the whole describing the accident itself is already hard enough. Yeah. Someone getting run over yeah. that works. Someone that works for the NHS, a frontline worker that yeah. pretty much put their life on the line yeah. to bring people back to aid. I mean, can you just imagine how many people that person would have helped being in a bad situation that you they've been run over? That is the hard thing to hear. And this is what annoys me. We know racism exists in this country, and we know it is. There's like Stormzy said. The country's 100% racist. And then people went mad about that. But it is. We know the country's racist. You're reporting on a racial attack on a black NHS worker. Cool. Why do you feel so compelled to then use hard R nigger in a morning television report? Like, we have watershed in this country. I think it's 9 o'clock or something. After 9 o'clock, mm-hmm. more sexy things can come on TV. Exactly. Like swearing and stuff can come mm-hmm. on TV. Why is that not part... That's what, you know what? Fuck watershed. I don't want to hear white people say nigger with a hard R on TV, even if they're reporting on stuff. Facts. I don't. Facts. I even have a hard time hearing it in movies. Bro! Fucking, what's my man called? Quentin Tar- Tarantino fucking loves to put the word nigger in a, a lot of his movies. It's not sit well with me. But this in particular, this particular situation doesn't sit well because it's the BBC, the British Broadcasting Corporation that we all pay TV license for, forced to pay TV license for. I don't know, man. I, I stopped watching EastEnders, so I don't actually watch anything on BBC anymore. Maybe sometimes I watch Question Time, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know what I'm paying for um, TV license for. To be honest with you, most people now with streaming services and YouTube, people, some people don't even watch British nothing made in Britain anymore. There's some facts. people that only watch anime. That's fact. Some people that only watch... We know aunties only watch bloody Nollywood. So, what are we paying for? Anyway, 
sorry, I'm going off on a tangent there. No, but it's facts. It's like, it is facts, at the end of the day, like, what you're saying is that we're paying for something that doesn't really serve purpose in today's modern society in the way that it works. And maybe it serves purpose for a group of people, um, you know, that have grown up in that time. And I appreciate that. However, it's not fit for purpose for the whole generation. And in the way that they're pricing it and the way that they, you know, force it on people isn't necessarily the best in the best system. However, in sight, in spite of all this, they still felt like beyond all means of their process, including watershed and all other forms of protection to protect people from influence of content, they could use the word nigger with a hard, hard R, R at 10.30am on, on something that we broadcasted to the whole nation with no exempt. You know, it could, it's reckless though. It's reckless. It's irresponsible. It's, it's irresponsible. Detro it's dangerous. It's very dangerous. It's, it's very insightful. Dangerous. Very insightful. So now, inciting imitation. It, it almost sets a precedent for other white reporters to report on. If they're if they're going to report on every race crime that happens in this country, they'll be reporting on it every day because exactly. the race crime happens in this country every day. That mm -hmm. one. That one got more public again. Because of how, wish, of how disgusting, disgusting it was. And low grade from the perpetrators Literally. it was. It was like really animalistic. It was like the perpetrators really were unhuman. You know, Literally. Which they were. They were you know, savages. Savages. Honestly. From the Caucasus Mountains, bro. But it set a precedent for people to use, for now reporters to use the hard R. Thinking, oh, well, you know what? If the BBC can do it, let's report. Now they'll be reporting on bloody R now. Stormzy's music. Oh, Stormzy uses the the the, the N word and the, like, it's it's reckless, bro. Mm -hmm. I'm angry because it's like, it, how <laughs> can the BBC use the hard R twice in one week, once to report on the savage beating of an of a black man by the hands of some thugs, and then secondly to report on a historical context. I think they were talking, it, was a, it was a historical sh um, uh, reference to what some old slaver, a slaver said in one of his speeches. Bro. Wow. But then this is where it becomes even more sinister. Wiley, firstly. No one agrees with what Wiley said. His comments were anti-Semitic. Mm -hmm. Cool. He says he's speaking about a specific sect of people. Cool, that's his truth. No one could deny his truth. Mm -hmm. But then when it's been reported on the Sky News and other news outlets, they say what Wiley said was so inflammatory, we can't even repeat it on the show. Now, I've seen the tweets. Mm -hmm. Wiley doesn't even use uh, racial effort mm -hmm. for Jewish people. He doesn't. Mm -hmm. I don't think he even used the word fuck in any of his tweets. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He just said very generalising comments mm -hmm, that he mm -hmm. believed to be true. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't repeat that. Mm -hmm. Yet, the word nigger, which we know created by evil white people to degrade and, and, and dehumanise uh, those of the African diaspora, can be used just willy-nilly on TV. And this is what and, 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 what's even worse? People put complaints in. The BBC came back and said, we don't see where we've done anything wrong. They validated well, it and they justified validated. it. And they even put up an argument to show that people, basically, they're setting precedents. 
They're setting precedence and saying that we are the BBC and we don't see nothing wrong in using the word nigger when using it in this context. So people of the public feel free to use the word nigger with the hard ER in this context and use it to defend yourself when being questioned on why you're using the word nigger with the hard R. Double down on it, bro. You know? Double down. And that was to make it something to seem normal because they believe that the group, the black group, is, is unorganized and inefficient and won't be able to necessarily voice their opinion in a concise, organised way which will have impact, which obviously was to their detriment because that was not what happened and that's not the state of of black people as a group, as a political group. It's not the current state and they need to read the room and recognise that because boycotting a BBC is something that I'm sure a lot of people are ready to do, especially in terms of paying for TV licence for this. Is this what we're really paying for TV licence for? This form of representation? Is this what represents the general public? Is this how the general public feel? Then if so, you know, they should be championing Stormzy for calling it out and then giving them a chance to not have to say it themselves that Britain indeed is riddled in racism. And until it is addressed, it will it will it will be like this. And hold tight Sideman. Sideman Daily, who resigned from his position at Capital uh, Bosic, not Capital, BBC One Extra. Mm-hmm. Hold tight him, because this is a powerful statement that he's set. I'm using my precedent bear today. But mm-hmm. he set a precedent, though. You don't respect us, so why am I going to work for you? Exactly. Why am I going to come and bring my my talents to your network? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't respect us. When you, you don't come out and make statements on the same day saying, I be apologised and double down on it. Mm-hmm, he set mm-hmm. a beautiful precedent. Obviously, I would, love to see, I would love to see other um, black talent in the BBC follow suit but I appreciate sometimes people can't for mm-hmm. whatever for reason. reason their personal and, decision and, and their you personal know, life and it's like is that having a gun held to him it's like having a and, gun and held that's, to him and that's what the scary traumatic thing is is that our lives rely on these institutions so directly in terms of economically you know in terms of educationally in terms of for our physical health and our safety as well it's not that we don't we don't appreciate these institutions, but we want to be represented within these institutions. We want to be represented by these institutions so in a fair way, in a way that isn't putting directly our lives in danger, you know? Why do we always have to be a martyr for things that are natural rights and natural ways that people should be treated and people are treated, especially when they're not black? Like, but this shows now. This, this. I'll be honest, bro. This situation showed me more now, now more than ever. We need to mobilize in a way, like like the uh, Jewish community that have anti-Jewish um, organizations and stuff that will clamp exactly. down on anybody. Exactly. And that's the main thing I learned from this wider situation. Yeah, that's what is I that, th- is that the Jewish community are saying and they protect themselves a hundred percent. Because when you think about it, Wiley's comments were very ignorant. And what he was saying was was basically repeating words that were and statements that were kind of used and said in the propagation of the of the one of the most modern horrific tragedies. You mm-hmm. know, along with the trans, uh, transatlantic slave trade, it's up there. You know, along with the genocide of Congo by King, King Leopold of yeah. Belgium, it's up there. It's up there with you know? them. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. And then the way the Jewish community has come out of it and moving forward in this current present time is, is remarkable. Mm-hmm. How they can organise and ensure that this isn't something that will be accepted in society today. Yeah. And when it does highlight, it will be rooted out, literally rooted out and de And that's what's happened to Wiley, unfortunately, you know, yeah. because 
that's what happens when ignorance is there. And that's why I am an advocate of adult learning. You know, mm -hmm. it's within our rights to become aware and understanding of groups of people, especially if we do want to address them, make comments or make changes that may affect groups of people and other groups of people. And it's that's exactly what we're asking for. Educate yourself on the black community. Educate yourself on the way that we feel, on the way that we wish to be treated, on the way that we work within society already, on the way that we contribute, on the way that we give back, on the way that we build, on the way that we share. You know, because it's a very rich culture, as you know, you know, and a lot of people would have tasted a lot of black foods that would have brought joy, joy to them directly just from eating the food. So, you know, let's be real. Like You said a lot of things that uh, I definitely agree with, bro. You said mm. a lot of things that I definitely agree with. I think what, what's irking me more about the whole situation is that we shouldn't even have to be doing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It should be abundantly clear that the N-word, the hard R N-word, mm -hmm. should not be used by any non-black person on TV mm -hmm. at any time. At to be honest, even black people shouldn't be saying it on channels exactly. that has a wider audience of representation, exactly. if that makes sense. Yes. If I'm being honest, and that's not me being like, oh, one of them conservative black people, I generally don't think, I don't, I don't want to see, Wiley won't, not Wiley, so Stormzy won't come on TV at 10 o'clock on BBC Breakfast saying, yeah, nigga, you're not going to do that. Cool, you know, music, fine, that's art, it's different. It's different. It's it? different. And, and and I've seen the arguments from people from other communities saying, oh, but, you know, there's, there's an overuse of the word in, in your music and, and it's, fuck off. Exactly. Just fuck off. I'm, I'm, I'm a strong believer that black people can use that word, others can't. Facts. And, and at the end of the day, like, and, and another point, like you said, it's art, it's expression. In movies to this day, the word nigger, even with the hard ER, is used as a form of art by non-black people and those people aren't actively persecuted. Mm -hmm. So let's keep it a buck. Don't try and hold this double up when we know what it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? We really do know what it is. There's no point in trying to run circles around yourself because you only look like an idiot in trying to ever justify the use of the word. Yeah, Like facts. We don't want to relieve the trauma. Let, let, let it go. We don't want to relieve the trauma. Even the way we use it is not in a way to relive the trauma. Yet when you say it, it gives it gives reminders of the trauma. You know what I'm trying to say? Like people that unfortunately a lot of the population would have known someone that has been attacked by another person in their life. And I'll let you know for free, if you ask that person if they would like to see that person or that situation again in their life, they, it wouldn't be pleasurable for them. They'll rather avoid the circumstances which led to them being violated in that way. And that's the same thing, you know. It shouldn't be too difficult to comprehend, especially after I've articulated it so well. Nah, like, just drop it. I'll, I'll be honest with you, the BBC can fuck off, bro. Because I'm thinking about it more so. Like, the BBC is such an elitist establishment as well. Like, they only usually only take people from Oxbridge and stuff. And you're trying to say, no one in that room. And these things aren't off the cuff reports that people do. Mm -hmm. These things are done, prepared. prepared, and someone's put it down, like, yeah, this is what's going to be said. And someone, they've all cleared it, yeah, that's fine. Like, no, they can fuck off, man. They've BBC played it at every off. level and they wouldn't have said this to slip through because they've defended it at every level as well. The people um, can fuck off, man. The, the, the apology is too late. The statement from the CEO, the head, whatever, it's too late. It's all it's too, all late, too bro. late, It's all too late, man. It's all too late. Yeah, the BBC can After all those years off. that Lenny Henry gave you, fucking pricks. Nah, bro. Like, oh, man. It's not good. It's not, not good at it's all. Not, it's not good at all, man. It's not good at all. Like, during a global pandemic where everyone's anxiety and stress is through the roof, during a, 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 a full-on spark of a global movement for Black Lives Matter, you feel 
just and right to come on TV and mm-hmm. use a hard R. Mm-hmm. Even if you weren't using it in a derogatory term in the sense that you were using it to insult someone, but mm-hmm. to describe an incident, mm-hmm. you, you, there should be some sort of sensitivity exactly. around the use of certain words. They could have even said the N-word, as they have always That's, done and, and always, always used. used. They just everyone, took the piss. Everyone understands what pissed. that means. Mm-hmm. Everyone understands what that means mm-hmm. when you say they use the N-word. Mm-hmm. So why, why, like, why? I, like, it's, it's, it's mad. I remember when even, like, the fucking Antoine Ferdinand John Terry thing happened. They didn't even need, they, they never even used to say, said the full word, what apparently John Terry said. Mm-hmm. Black cunt. They just mm-hmm. said, black, see, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. So what? But niggas are fair to use. Mm-hmm. It just shows, bro, they don't respect us, man. Very I've been saying this. I don't think, I don't think these establishments that respect mm-hmm. us. The premise, the sitting premise of this country use the term picking in these with watermelon smiles to describe mm-hmm. black people. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. a sitting prime minister, bro. He's a sitting prime minister. It's, it's ridiculous. There's no respect for black people in this country, man. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Shame. I don't. Yeah, it's not. All we have is us. That's what I'm saying. I really, I'm, listen, everyone just needs to be on top of economic grind here, man. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because there's not, nah, man. It's not, it's not, it's not for us, bro. It's not. I know I sound very cynical and stuff like, because it's part of the aspects of, you know, growing up in England and being here that I love, but when shit like this happens, and it literally took, that whole time, no, honestly, this whole tight side man, again, man, what's, what's his um, full name? David Whitley. David Whitley, whole tight David Whitley, because nah, people don't understand what he'd done, and how powerful that was. Mm-hmm. He's a young man, you know, mm-hmm. a young man, when he got that job in one extra, he's thinking, right, like, That's it. this is success, mm-hmm. and that is success to an extent. It is. Phenomenal. That is success to an extent. And I'll be honest, I'm not going to you know, draw anyone out, but we know there's more prominent black people that Figures, are attached to the yeah. BBC. That could have come out mm-hmm. vocal, but they mm-hmm. didn't. You know? And, you know, and you have to understand that they're under different circumstances, you know. Yeah. David David Whitley had the courage and the bravery to do that and also understood the sacrifices he was making yeah. as well because right now he's not going to be as financially stable as he was, whereas no. others might feel like they're not in a position to take those kind of risks. You know, there's families... There's bills, there's debts and mortgages, and that's what we're trying to say, wise up on. Are you tying yourself down to situations which will leave you ultimately in compromisable positions where you don't feel like you have the financial freedom to stand up for yourself as David Whitley, Sideman Daily did, you know, Sideman All Day, apologies, did, you know? Because realistically, if you're not, then you're tying yourself to the oppressor unknowingly. And unwittingly, literally selling your soul away because, unfortunately, now due to the certain responsibilities that has been taken up and the lack of planning and preparation, we're unable to manoeuvre when stuff like this happens. We're unable to be fluid. We're unable to take action in a way that will truly represent represent you know the group, you know because. Of the systemic racism as well, you know. If we were, if there was a lot of more people in higher prominent positions, positions that you know would have been able to check these things over and prevent it from happening on the offset, then and you, you, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, what I've been thinking about as well, bro. Like it's kind of set the conversation back a bit, I think, because mm-hmm. I felt that conversation was left. I thought that was a, a given. I don't think that's even something to discuss. Mm-hmm. Not, no one used the word nigga on TV. Yep, yeah, okay, fine, yes, let's move on. We move the conversation moves on so much now football pundits have to even think about this when they describe black players. They can't use the word, oh he's a beast, he's a monster anymore. Because it's athletic. Cause it's, yeah, it, like yeah, what? What? You know, is that the only word you can describe mm-hmm. uh, black players? Black, mm-hmm. big black physical players. Mm-hmm. Is that the only word? That have great technique, flair, style, finesse, everything else. Literally, but oh he's a beast. He's a mm-hmm. 
That's where the conversation's headed now. So that's where the conversation. Oh, they said get on. I'm thinking, are like, you dumb? Didier was cultured, bro. Mm-hmm. Words that they like to use for players like Van Persie or Harry Kane mm-hmm. or them players. There. Mm-hmm. He was cultured, mm-hmm. intelligent. Mm-hmm. He knew where the goalposts were, mm-hmm. but they like to use Instinctive. beast. Mm-hmm. Instinctive, but beast. Uh, uh, monster. Mm-hmm. Allow it, fam. That's where the conversation's at now. So, mm-hmm. from how, from where we've gone to using the N-word on a breakfast news report, it's like, bro... They've Come taken on. the conversation backwards now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they really mm-hmm. have taken the conversation backwards. And it's fucked up because the BBC, it being, it's, it's a national institution like the NHS. So, so we actually have benefit from the BBC in terms of, the BBC really should be, even though it doesn't, it should have more representative. It used to. Uh, it used, uh, it's, 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 it's not used to. It used to. I'm not going to fuck. Growing up, yeah. Little Miss Jocelyn. You know what I mean? Uh, what's the one with Goodness the, gracious Goodness me, gracious me. Like, the different uh, families. No, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. It's true. It did. It used to, obviously, Lenny Henry show, all that kind of stuff. Now they're kind of just but, rely on EastEnders to keep diversity exactly. in it within the BBC. And, uh, bro, it's not, don't get it twisted. All the black shows they have make now, they fucking relegate, relegate that show to BBC Three, which mm-hmm. is only online. Mm-hmm. So I've, uh, I'm not, I'm, I haven't missed on that, bro. Mm-hmm. So, but this one, my, my point being, though, that the BBC is a national institution that really we should be benefiting from because we all pay towards it. But... I don't feel like we do benefit from it anyway. You know? I don't feel like we do benefit from it anyway. Like, we, we, we haven't got enough shows that represent us. And then you're having white reporters use hard R on TV. Mm-hmm. And then people will argue, oh, but what if it was a black, prese- a black pr- a presenter? It still would have been wrong. Mm-hmm. And the black we, presenter, I would have thought, why did they make that black presenter say that on national TV? Exactly. Like, some sort of like they, Yeah, like, like a, he like was a, forced yeah. to go the two. Yes. That probably, I could imagine they probably tried to get a black presenter. I'm, I'm sure they did. And they probably said, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, why they they yeah. so, why am I going to do that for? Yeah. So, why am I going to do that for? I'm not a fucking idiot, bro. I'm mm-hmm. not a coon. Like, what mm-hmm. you, why am I going to do that for? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, man. But honestly, yeah, man. Fuck the BBC for that. That's that. Their apology is not good enough, in my opinion, really. Um, people go, so what can they do though? Like, you know, it's done now. Let's move on from it. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Yeah, we're going to move on from it. True. Because it's a shame because they're going to they have a very good um, six part series. Not six part series. Six, I think six mini movies mm-hmm. directed by Steve McQueen called mm-hmm. Small Axe, mm-hmm. which is going to come on BBC. I've, and I've, I've, Steve McQueen's like my, one of my mm-hmm. favourites. So like, and Ami Destroy gonna, as well. Is, is Ami Destroy. And it's so like, great. You know. you know, if there's other avenues where you can watch these shows, please, by all means, watch it on the other avenues. But, yeah. Nice. It's amazing, you know. We give thanks to days like this. We give thanks. We give thanks. Mm-hmm. But um, for this part of the podcast... We're joined on. by a um, special guest. Special guest. I know him as Biggs. I know him as uh, Junior. It's Junior Biggs. Tell everyone out there what's going on, people. Nice, nice, nice. How you doing? How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing good. Really hot right now. Yeah. yeah. Heat wave in London, so I'm sweating. And the hot box can't help, can it? <laughs> Does it? Yeah, no, that's, that's all good. It's the, it's the heat that's really getting to me. No, that's fair, man. That's fair, man. How's, how's your how's your 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 day been so far? What what you been up to? I've just been working, to be honest. I'm grateful that I had work. I had some random work um, come on on the back in the last week. So I literally just grinding out all day, spending my house all day. So I thought I'd get out and see some of my people. Man. Yeah, that working from home, that working from home lifestyle right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you mind telling some of our listeners a bit more about yourself, like what what you do? Um, so I'm a creative strategist. So ultimately, 
I've got a brand called Blangwidge and also I'm an entrepreneur. I've got like an organic juice business called Just Organics. Um, and ultimately what I do in terms of my day-to-day -day creative strategist. So that's like the bridge between commercial and creativity. Where the people to where the people do a lot of background research, we kind of find the spots within like the market and opportunities, and then we're the ones to kind of price it up to see how these opportunities will cost um can help businesses commercially as well. Oh nice, nice. So it's like you have to have a big understanding of everything that's going on and the see pressure points of how you can make money and like cater to the audiences. That's wavy. That's wavy, like and in in a way like how, if you don't mind me asking, how did you um get into this kind of into this into this life I'd say. You know it is, I think once I quit my last job and then I said I'm only gonna get paid from stuff that I enjoy and stuff that I'm good at, I started to look into what I'm actually good at and I didn't know that there was a job that included everything that I was good at. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just one where you just continue talking to people, actually just trying to do different things that you think you're good at. Oh I thought I might I was thinking about doing this, let me try it. I was thinking about doing this, let me try it. And then just chatting to people in those industries, like, oh, I think you'll be good at this, I think you'll be good at that. And then, yeah, and I stumbled across one woman who did exactly the job, like I saw her job description, and she did everything that I said I wanted to do. Yeah. And she was kind of like a unicorn. No one else articulated what they do in the exact same way she did. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then after that, I kind of reached out to her. And then from there, I saw like a whole new world that I didn't do, wow. didn't know. And then I realised there isn't many people in like industries that are like me, that there's many people with the skills, but like mm -hmm. to actually say that this is their job. Yeah. So it's like a newer, sort of nuanced role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite interesting because it sounds like you went through quite a bit of trial and error and a lot of discovery and trying things, seeing if you like it or good at it and if you actually enjoy doing it and if you can see yourself doing this for a long time and then... You know, you didn't settle until you found something that actually resonated with you, yeah. with you, and as an individual. Mm. You know, because I I consider myself like a jack of all trades. Yeah. And in certain like industries, that's not a good thing. No. Like, yeah. You need yeah. to specialize in one thing. That's true. But I was thinking like, no, that can't be a bad thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I agree. Things. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, there must be like a role that that actually benefits from you to being good at multiple things or have understandings of multiple different things. Yeah, exactly. And then that's how I kind of stumbled across the role because you have to understand so many different elements. And like, when you realise that so many people have like specialisms, mm -hmm. there must be someone that needs to like connect the dots it does everything. on the left and the other person on the right. So There's definitely, there's definitely a conversation to be had about that, about mm -hmm. jack of trades and uh, specialisms. And the stigma. And, yeah, the stigma between, oh, but you don't, nah, there's definitely a conversation to be had around that. And I definitely agree with you there. Like, it's not. That's, that's dope, that's dope. Yeah, it's dope, like, like dope. today, um, we've actually been speaking about, you know, um, prior to you arriving to the studio, we were speak, discussing the BBC using the term nigger in broad day, like, without even watershed being available and without any sensor, just saying that this, the, what you're going to hear is going to be potentially, like, quite, quite negative. Yeah. And it wasn't even to that way. They kind of said it in a casual, blase, blase way, the precaution, and then said at 10.30 a.m. So we're kind of on that kind of agenda and route, and we're, we're then going to look at um, the recent incident involving... Dawn Butler, uh, the MP for Brent, black woman, being stopped by the police. And just leading back to the conversation we had a couple of weeks ago, about Bianca Williams yeah, and her, uh, and her partner being stopped by the police and just how us as black people, no matter how successful we get in life, we can't transcend 
stigmatization, racism. Um, and the fact it's coming from institutions that are commit commissioned by the government, mm-hmm. and you know it will just be you know coming from some from your background in terms of what you've shared with our listeners, kind of like how these things can affect you because clearly you've put in a lot of time and effort into trying your best to find where you lie, your role lies in society, how you can contribute and give back. And inside of that, amidst all of this, you can end the highest level of political status and being a political party MP. You could represent your country on an Olympic level. You know, you can fulfill your job to the best of your ability and give back so much and help so much people. Yeah, institutions that are commissioned by the government. You could be the editor of the biggest magazine in this country. But yeah. And will be. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. You know, will be. Facts. <laughs> the way you're moving. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about bloody uh, Edward Anything. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously, it's yeah, like, yeah. literally that. Like, so it's like, what, what next then? Because we're told to work hard in school, study well, get a good job, all this kind of stuff. Cool, you do all that stuff, but yet you're still facing the same problems that the undesired black person that they put on TV faces. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm trying to say? The crime like, ridden. The crime ridden, <laughs> uh, one parent, whatever, but that bullshit, yes. Yeah, knife swinging, drill, yeah. drill rapids. Yeah. Goon. We know, who, you know what we're talking that, about. That they've pictured in the media. So it's like, right, so what? Can we ever try? Can, can you, can do, this is a question actually. Do you believe as a black person in this country, you can transcend racism fundamentally no um just because of how long this institution an institutional racism racism sorry has taken so long and it's been devised it's been calculated it's not something that has happened (laughs) overnight here so for someone to do that it's that you have to unravel years of like indoctrination into an ideology so I don't think it can happen overnight. I do think that we, as a generation, and different generations have different parts to play to kind of breaking down that institution. Mm-hmm. Um, but simply, I would say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like as much as we have like an overwhelming presence in the UK, like black people, in terms of like numbers, we're very small. Very mm-hmm. small. Um, so that's why people can get away with things because a lot of the time you're fighting everybody. You're the one. Like, you say that though, yeah. But the Jewish community in this country is a lot smaller than the actual black community in this country. Yet, a lot more impact impact in terms of representation. In terms of cutting things that, nah, Mm -hmm. that can't happen. Mm -hmm. So it's achievable. Well, it is, but what is it though? Is it Mm -hmm. is it power, which we know black people need more of? Is it finances, money, wealth, all these things? So what is it that we need to do? Position ourselves because we have. Clout, whatever that clout does, we have social. We clearly know we have an impact social on this currency. country. Social currency. We have a huge impact on this country around the world as black British people, African American people, wherever. But yet, in the countries that we give so much to, I know. I, th- I think it's difficult. Like you know, because our histories are different. Yeah. So that that's why it's hard to compare like races and. So like when you mentioned the Jewish community before, it's hard to kind of compare our struggle and their struggle just because the history, history is different. Yeah. Um, so, like, I to, in terms of like Jewish community, if I'm being honest, I don't know the answers. Like, I think that's 
it's simplified. It's too simplified to just say Jewish people yeah. because there's a lot of sex and the sex yeah. within that community, and there's like yeah. So that's like a whole different discussion yeah. there. But I think amongst us, like black people, and how we kind of go about it, I think it's like amongst black people as well collectively. We need to start having more conversations of things that we are actually saying collectively that are not okay. Because uh-huh. as much as all of us, or not even a lot of us, will say that it's not okay for someone to say the N word, on not even okay. Let's go to Dawn. Is it Dawn Butler? Dawn Butler. Mm-hmm. So she got stopped by the police. Uh-huh. Then there was a conservative MP, a black man, who came out and said, "I've been stopped by the police many times before, yeah. and that's not racist." Mm-hmm. And it's like collectively, there's always infighting as soon as we try to call out. Yeah. And like him, that was interesting because when I heard on BBC News that he came out and said that, I was just very cool. Ask how many of your white peers have yeah. been yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. to find out. Don't yes. compare yourself. You're just giving more evidence. Yeah, yeah. So that's like stuff, stuff like that. I feel like we need to address because to the outside looking in, once they see us infighting and we get drawn into that, yeah. it's very difficult to now have one solid stance about this is not okay. Yeah. And we're yeah. not going to stand for it. And for every racist person that's going to talk out, there's going to be someone, a black person, going to stick up for them. Yeah. And that kind of dilutes the message that we're trying to portray. So when we can, like, really cancel people in terms of we don't want to work with this particular person, this person no longer can have a platform in our areas of influence, mm-hmm. that's when we can change stuff. But right now, I don't think... It's, it's difficult. I don't want to be, like, a problem. Yeah, 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 you're, yeah, kind of, yeah. you're kind of picturing, visualising the vehicle... That was going to be necessary in mm. for in order for us to get towards our end destination. Mm. Yeah, and you're definitely right. If there isn't no co- like commonality in our opinions and in, in our wants, then we won't ever achieve our wants. And 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 that's the thing is like I kind of ask, I kind of have that question. Is like, do we love each other? Well, it's not about do we love each other because like we're not a monolith, and we've this that word been used a lot during this Black yeah. Lives Matter movement and stuff. But it's true, we're not. So it's like. With this situation of like what you lot said about there has to be some things that we have to agree on. I thought that was I thought that was I thought that was not something something that we didn't have to discuss. That the N word should not be used mm-hmm. at all by anyone that's non black on TV. But equally it's like how many people of well that are black mm-hmm. are in positions of power in the BBC And that's it. Where that would have been seen as offensive. And that's it. Because what we said was that thing, especially going back to that. Would had gone through so many different stages before it went to a clearance before it went live on TV. So we just know we know that there's clearly no people that look like us in those rooms. And equally, it's like now that it's happened, have we all said we're not going to watch BBC News anymore? This have is we it. all like so? It's like once stuff like this happens, what what's the plan of action? What are what's we the saying, be saying like, okay, we're going to do? And it can't just be that like, call them out to say sorry because they put out a statement and saying sorry. Forget their apology. But it's just like okay, there should be a plan of action. Agreed. And this is why what we discussed earlier, what uh, David Whitney, Simon uh, all day, Simon mm-hmm. all day? That's correct. Simon all day, leaving his post at one extra is a Direct big move. consequence. It's a big move, mm-hmm. bro. Mm-hmm. That's him saying, you know what, I don't want your money. Mm-hmm. And that's a big move. And that's, that's something that these corporations and these uh, institutions hold over us. It's like, well, you know, you need to survive. You need to live. So we could do whatever fuckers we're doing, unless you're going to leave. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue doing this fuckeries. You can mm-hmm. voice your concerns and stuff. But him leaving, I think what he done is a direct correlation to what happened next. Then it probably awoke the bigger, um, well-known black people in the, in, the, in the community that have connections to the BBC to uh, do maybe some background work that we don't know of. I don't want to say names, but the person I'm thinking of directly is Lenny Henry. I don't know why. <laughs> but 
Lenny Henry, he not, why is he not the first person to come out and, and, and comment on this stuff? And that's not with me drawing out Lenny Henry. But so, that situation, mm. I felt ev- everyone, Miss Jocelyn, I think she might have said something, but everyone should have come out and demon and said, what you lot are doing is fucking wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think what, what a difficult thing is with stuff like this, it's about platforms. Because like BBC, again, is a massive institution. and it's Which like we pay for. But it's very hard to replace the BBC. You so can't. Like, it would be great if all of the other black people that work in the BBC say, okay, cool, we're not going to work, or they form some sort of protest so they know, okay, cool, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. But equally, him leaving his job, I felt it was a shame that he wasn't able to walk into another job. Straight away. Straight away. Yeah. Agreed. And then that, I was thinking, okay, cool, that's something. It's happened recently, though, so let's, you but, know, we're hopeful for him. But I'm saying in terms of, like, stuff we can do, trying to build a next platform that someone could have said to him, yeah, leave BBC, I'm going to give you another role that's going to pay you similar to what you've been paid, mm-hmm. that's going to be in the same sort of level of platform, yeah. and you know that the organisation... Um, no options. Uh, yeah, aligns yeah. to what your, um, your views ideals are. Yeah, ideals are, yeah. And that's what I feel like the bigger thing that you try and work to create, because... Yeah. Create options of opportunities yeah. and an yeah. abundance of it. Yeah. Because when these companies have a monopoly, you can't go nowhere. I think the BBC is a bit unique in that sense, because it is like... It's almost like a... A government institution, which in is why it's even more dangerous. Yeah, this, this is that, very dangerous for what, what they've partaken in and what they've been essentially. And the stance undone. they took afterwards as well, like you are a public-funded uh, corporation. As soon as someone made a complaint, you should have come out and said we apologize profusely. But no, you doubled down on it and said that we don't see what we done is wrong. It just gives the wrong message, and you know, and like you said, if. The, the wrong message is constantly being given out and there is no direct, clear repercussion or consequence. And, you know, that isn't necessarily straight away off the bat violent or so extreme, but is incremental and detrimental to these people's finances. There's not going to be any changes because, as we know, this government is happy to put their own people out on the front line to mm-hmm. go and dine out and get COVID just for money to spend. So, at the end day, it always <coughs> comes back to that kind of understanding of finances, group finances and group economy. And where I ask that is because when I say do black people love each other, it's like there are people in a row, we know there's black people in that are very affluent that exist in this country and, and amongst this world and in these positions. And it's like, it's, it's hard to see why it only seems to be celebrities, MPs that have been celebritized as well that are able to speak out in these situations and that their their peers and other people aren't able to. People are actually business owners. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm. That actually have a real stake in society due to the responsibilities that they hold, you know? But you know what I think, like, so in terms of like looking in and like, so for example, the brand life language, we're like a, we're, we're a brand we focus more on celebration or celebration mm. of culture. And we, we, the reason why we do that and when we focus about like our ethnicity is just like that's something we can all come together and unite exactly. under a celebration of who we are. But I feel like within a lot of the West Western black black people, um, there's for example, when we mentioned Lenny Henry before, like by him actually being black, so that means mm-hmm. I can fairly have an understanding of how society treats him. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know what he subscribes to it's in true. terms of his norms and values no, day right. to day and what he cares about. It's true. And I feel like collectively we don't have a collective consciousness about what's right and what's What's wrong, right. yeah. And that's why it's difficult to say, like, do we love each other? Because what are we basing it off of? Just mm-hmm. because you look like me? Mm. But equally, that's within a sphere of 
how we know everyone else is going to treat exactly. us when we get into the room. Mm. But if someone can escape that treatment in this particular circumstance, Would we? they're like, oh, that's when you're like, oh, I'm not like you. And that happens. Of course it's it does. Oh my gosh. And that's the thing. And yeah. that's where it comes up to, so do we love each other? Because for me, it's like, when you do, when you are in that kind of feeling of love and wholeness and you have that self-respect and value, it doesn't matter what room you're in, you're going to want to represent people that represent you. And it goes mm. up to show that it's only when we're at the highest places do those separations appear within our culture. Because when you look at the prison culture for both male and female, they group in those in based on racial divides and they mm-hmm. then love each other and then look out, look out for each other mm-hmm. based on that. So is it only at the lowest points that we're going to look out for one another or mm-hmm. is it are we able to with each other at the highest points? And I think that That's might nice. be part of the answer to the difference of, in terms of what's going on. Yeah. You know, at That's the true. top of our hearts, do we love each other? Because when we seem to, so when we do have these significant figures at the top, they really are ultra single silent. Like mm. they're really in their own head, doing their own thing, and letting down every part of their love in in their life when in in, in the absta- abstaining. And obviously, they have their own methods. I don't again say when I say, oh, they're doing it for this reason, that reason. It's just a question that like, what's going on? Is there a clear line of communication? You know, is there something that we can subscribe to to better understand our role? from our elders, essentially. Because there's people before us that have come and survived in this world and made something of themselves. Mm-hmm. Do they love their children? Mm-hmm. You know, and when I say the children, not just their kids, but the kids that yeah, their children yeah. actually are going to be working with, people that are going to yeah. be working for their children. Do you want them to look like your kids? You know what I mean? And then it, that question then goes, and when you see it again in all, when we see black people at higher levels of, the, of these Western institutions, and higher levels on the on the economic spectrum, you know, it doesn't look like there's a there's a clear imagery of, of black love right now. Mm. And then the way you do see it coming up from and the shows comes in entertainment. The most organization I see is Diddy's is is, is P Diddy's is P Diddy's parties, you know, and that's where I see black billionaires come together mm. talking about their black community, putting on young people like Meek Mill to go on and take on his local justice system. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And then, and then, like, people from outside of the culture that support the culture, like Kim Kardashian, literally going to lobby, you know, an unfavorable person to, mm. to, to make them do favorable deeds with whatever message she's using. Who knows? I'm trying to say. So it's interesting to see that and to ask that and to feel, are we comfortable with even asking another person, like, do you have love for me? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, within our culture, is it, have we been that traumatised that we're afraid to love one another? Is that what maybe is missing within our community? I think that, so. That, that, that natural level of self-respect and respect for one another that transcends to being loved. And I think, that's what I'm saying. I think love maybe now may sound like a big ask. I think there needs to be a mutual respect for one another purely on the reason that you're black. I generally think so. Same way you mentioned um, how, like, at their lowest points, like in prison and stuff, mm-hmm. people group with each other based on, you know, race or whatever. I'm thinking more of in America, because in this country, it's more so what area you're from and all that kind of stuff, but that's another discussion. But what I'm thinking of is um, when I go to work, for example, we work in an area where there's not many black people that work around there, unless you're, like, the uncle that's the security guard or something. Mm-hmm. But there's the black nod. Exactly. I'll be honest, I don't do it all the time because sometimes I'm not in a good mood so I don't, I don't look at people like that. But <laughs> if I see my brother, I'm going to nod. 
And that's the mutual respect. I don't love him, but I'm going to nod and I respect him because it's like, I know he's out here grinding. And I know these institutions we work for, <laughs> we're not getting there and it's not like, love, love is, um, it's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Every man for himself. No, every man for himself. Um, it's microaggressions and, and all these things. I don't know. Like, I feel like just that nod. Yeah, me, it's just like, I respect you, you respect me. That's it. But no, I, I think respect's one thing. Like, if we're talking about what, like, the action that's needed to, like, to solve some of these issues, it needs to go further where mm. you'll call someone out for that guy. Exactly. Yeah. And that's you know, love. Yeah. That yeah, 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 yeah. And this is what, and this is what yeah. I'm going to say. Like, even you, who'd probably be one, like, in terms of community, like, as a progressive yeah. person, yeah. Which you're still at a nod. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know what your workplace is like, but if there was, like, a mad injustice in your work where potentially you could lose yeah. your job and your security and all the yeah. things that like that means to you, would you talk out or be like, yeah. bro, like, my bad, mm. but you know it's kind of. That's facts. No, that's, so, that's true. Like, for Lenny Henry right now, I don't know how he pays his bills at the moment. Exactly. I don't know. Some of these people, he's like, Sideman's cool young guy, yeah. but I've been doing business with, I don't know, Simon, yeah. who for for 10 years, yeah. I know Simon. Simon's yeah. my guy, yeah. so I'm going to publicly shame Simon yeah. for a guy that I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, what, just because he looks like me? Yeah. Some people don't, like... Their, their, their appearance doesn't mean no. that much to them no. to kind of make that call. No. So it's it's difficult. And that's why I said it's about like actions that we do mm-hmm. on a daily basis that yeah. makes us stronger. Rather than just the appearance or how society treats us yeah. treats us as like we can build on what we like if we all said every day we're gonna do something, I can bond more with you guys yeah. than uh we just happen to just be here. And yeah. we are in the same training. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. But the thing is where I wanna chime in there is that yeah, that's all good and really nearly, but we don't care about their parents until we're victims. <laughs> and then mm. when that victimization comes up, then it's, oh, because I'm black. Mm. And that's kind of like what is a bit fickle because you're not looking out for one another or loving someone because they're, you're, you're, black, you're black, they're black as a black person. But then as a victim and a black person, you're looking out for other black people to stand up for you. Mm. Or are you saying, oh, because I'm black and asking the perpetrator to stand up for you? Mm. Because it wouldn't make no sense. That to me is a bit of like madness. Mm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So to be, if it's not flowing that way, it will never flow. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm. So if, you, if there's no love, there won't be that standing up for someone, standing in solidarity with another person calling something out for them because love isn't even about liking people mm. love is literally about that having someone's back give me and there's some people that you have their back that you don't even like but yeah. what, what's happening to them is not it's, it's not, not right it's yeah injustice and that happens on a daily basis because regularly we stand up for people that aren't even that aren't black you know that fit other profiles That's that right. then that we see that now this is not on you know what i'm trying to say but do we have an innate button in us that says no matter what, we're going to stand up for our black sisters that are going on in their things, in their, in what happens in their life, mm. in terms of work, in terms of that type of family life and harassment and friends. Do we stand up for our younger brothers mm. when they're in the street, hungry, and you can see that they're hungry and they're outside the shop trying to, trying to steal? Do you say mm-hmm. to them, let me buy your shopping for you, bro. I've got a fiver. You know what I'm trying to say? Because that to me will be love. Whereas I've seen other communities generally do that for one another based on their demographic. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm. I've seen that and it's been documented that even, you know, like some bosses that done illicit and like bad activities used to do that for their people mm. in their hometowns. Like, like for example, um, what's my name? Pablo Escobar. He used to do that in his hometown after he would be doing his madness. It's one of the biggest business in the world ever, mm. yeah, because that was the biggest business mm-hmm. in the world ever, mm-hmm. yeah. 
who was giving back to his people. When our 419ers, our scammers or whatever are doing what they're doing now, are they necessarily giving back? No. Only a few of them, and that's only a handful to list, and those people often got snaked by their own community. So, you know, has the trauma disconnecting us from the ability to love each other synonymously? You Do know? you know what I think it is also? I think there's... And you have to understand, like, when we're talking about blackness, yeah, if we're talking about it from a global sense, there's a unique blackness of where we are now in being in England as black it's people, as a, a, the, the, the blackness diaspora. But even blackness, we know, is a political thing. It's not like a thing. Like I said before, earlier, people in Africa aren't black. They're mm-hmm. African. Mm-hmm. That's they it. don't call themselves black. They don't, call they don't know black. what that means. Must, What's like, a black person? They go down the street, everyone looks at them. So mm-hmm. why, why are we going to call ourselves black? They people? even call British people, oh, you're black. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah they say, yeah. when you're black and British, they say, oh, you're black. Oh, yeah. Because that's what we call ourselves. You know yeah. what I mean? They don't say, oh, I'm like you, I'm black. They don't say that, I'm African. <laughs> exactly. But what I was, what, what was going to say is, I feel like there's a contempt for black life here in this, where, in this country and in America also, where you only see, bro, we look, just. Last month, two months ago, we saw an image of a black man getting kneeled on for eight minutes, seven, 46 seconds. Like, you, know, you, you show me a video of a white person getting kneeled on, murdered in by broad daylight by, by someone that works for the government. <laughs> and you, won't, you, can't, mm-hmm. you can't show mm-hmm. me that. I think this is where it's like, even governments now, you know that the BBC getting away with their whole N word stuff mm-hmm. in a Brexit government. Yeah. yeah. That, that's contextual. <laughs> so, yeah, what's going on yeah. is so true. Yeah. 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 And like, Obviously, on our age, not to even like, yeah. we grew up well in like our formative years with a Labour government. Yeah. So we were we were born in the idea that the government's supposed to be about multiculturalism. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this government's not on that. No. At all. At all. At all. You can see through their actions, they're not on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it changes what society's on. So that's why they can get away with that. Yeah. Because it's not going to be um, outraged by our allies. No. About that, and not enough for it to be like a. A big deal because mm-hmm. they know when it comes down to statistics and numbers, there's not enough black people yeah. in the country to cancel the BBC. No, no but only exactly. unless it's outrage for other races and allyship, that's when it will be a problem. Yeah, exactly. And there's not enough of us to even sway elections and stuff. That's why even politically, it was like we're almost insignificant because we're grouped in certain. Okay, but London, London, and, London, and Birmingham. I think is where eighty yeah. percent of black people but, in the UK live. But I feel like other industries where we're opposite way where we're like overproportionate like music and stuff exactly that's where we can get our representation football we're overrepresented in football Mm -hmm. and music yeah exactly and sports all sports of course the sports we're the only well uh, I mean that's a whole different thing but like in terms of we can't look for sportsmen and like musicians nah 100% that's what I'm trying to say yeah you get what I'm trying to say like and they're the only ones that are doing it no, like it's stormy no, and day. No, really I can't even like. I went to. I went to a protest. On... But I feel like on a big stage. I mean, on the stage Sterling, that reaches I'm the give Sterling, masses. Sterling, you know what I'm to say like they're reaching the masses. Like there's a lot of grassroots people doing it. Don't get me wrong. And yeah. I mean like I'm talking about figureheads that reach the masses. And it's not just like Pete. There's lords. There's black lords. Yeah. They can commission newspaper articles. Yeah. They can do billboards. They can still communicate to the masses through their channels. Do you get what I'm trying to say? But only celebrities and entertainers yeah. and sports people are using their direct platforms to communicate. There's big influencer businessmen that are followed online on Instagram that don't comment on this. Mm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So no, I, I just feel it. like that's where it is. And a lot of the people that are doing grassroots stuff, they do it through institutions that they've built. They do it through other platforms. They still don't martyr their own personal life. And I get why they can't always do that because they have responsibilities. They can't put people in absolute mm. danger. Mm. But that is the difference. When the Jewish community got attacked yeah, 
by by the ignorant Wiley, mm -hmm. it's not just the people mm -hmm. that are. It's everybody. Yeah. It's the whole. It's, it's everybody. True. It's yeah. even the kids are saying that, and I rate that. Yeah, that's true. They all know. Don't they all listen know, to his music. Wrong. Yeah, we're not listening true. to his music. Eskimo who? That's true. That's how I want to be McDonald's with BBC who. Yeah, the kids should know. You get me, but that's ideal. Don't get me wrong. Mm. And I understand that. I don't. I don't even live in idealism. What I'm saying is that is there an opportunity for basic love between one another so that something can be built? Because without love, there's no bridge. But I feel like in terms of like the lords that you mentioned before. Now, we don't actually know what they are doing because we don't know how bad it could actually be mm. and that they're stopping it from actually being that bad. Exactly, like, yeah. What we have now, technically, <coughs> we're not grateful for, but, like, the work that they're putting in because they're not over-communicators in terms of the mainstream. It's just mm. they make change. Mm -hmm. and exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, because I, I, like, I know of certain people with back channels, they just do the work mm -hmm. and they're not even here for... The, the reason why they can do the work because they're not front line. Them. Yeah. But that's yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. That's yeah. traumatic. Mm -hmm. That means yeah. that in order to be in Britain as a prominent successful figure, mm -hmm. to be someone that upholds justice and civil life for all so in, within society, you have to do it in secret. So you mm. so there's no confidence. So again, yeah. it goes back to the trauma that's been laid on our generations because mm. you've got to think about it. You're not even allowed to do what you're doing successfully in the public. Mm. Otherwise, you believe and you have the evidence to show that you'll be stopped once you do this publicly and you even have to have trade-offs mm. to do that okay cool we'll do this for you but you have to give us this do you know mm. what i'm saying mm. it's not like we'll do this for you because what we're doing to you is currently wrong mm. we're not allowed to call out our own injustices and the mm. highest level mm. it is very very traumatic yeah. as a small person is trying to be big you learn to be big and to be quiet mm. to not stand up for everyone else when you're big publicly but to stand up behind closed doors we have enough people working behind the scenes. We've got enough chefs in the kitchen. Let's get some fucking waiters out on the floor. Let's get some front of house staff on the floor that are as influential mm -hmm. so we can start giving them some fucking tips. Mm -hmm. You get me? So that we can start actually sharing platters and saying, look, can you give feedback back to the chefs and say, look, this works, but it could work better if you've done this. Yeah. Because we don't have anyone really, apart from the entertainers that are really frontline, like yeah. Rash, Marcus Rashford. And he didn't even just do that for black people. He done that for everybody, yeah. bro. You know, and the, the whole club didn't even necessarily support him no. in public. They oh, supported quite. him in the background. They only, they only, and they only supported him when he actually After got he through. achieved it. Yeah. He had to risk his career. That could have gone wrong for him. All the young people have to risk their future now yeah. to stand up for people. Raheem Sterling, again. But yeah. Equally, some people had to risk their lives in previous generations. Oh, so yeah. Exactly. So this, yeah, 100%. The trauma again. What I'm trying to say is that like, because this is such a big issue, generationally, mm -hmm. there's only so much a generation can mm -hmm. take you. That's yeah. And it's still going to always be bad. Yeah. Then mm -hmm. you have to equip younger generation to be ready for their fight that they're going to yeah. have. Yeah. So that, that means the generation after them is going to be less. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I That's think like, it always happens that way. And the reason why I wanted to bring this just like to like a, a black issue just because obviously racism, anti-Semitism, all of that is bad. But like, you know when a problem, for example, me and you could have an argument right now and there's one specific thing that I want to talk to you about but that day I speak to you about the 10 different things <laughs> yeah. that have a problem. That one thing kind of gets lost in the 10. Mm. And I feel like in terms of like black becomes fame. Yeah. It becomes, but in terms of like the civil rights movement gave rights to like so many different people movement yes. around okay. that same That's, time yeah, as well yeah, yeah. where we kind of get and because numbers were quite small in this part yeah. of the world 
we kind of get not pushed to the side, but, but group, yeah, we, yeah, all of all of our grievances don't get addressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I feel like if we just pick, okay, cool, we 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 know <coughs> we can't deal with all of our issues, but you see these two, we want these two to be done, and then we say, look, younger generation, the next the next one, you got to yeah. deal with that. Yeah. I feel like that's probably a better plan of action for us to go through. And yeah. Um, and it's going to be harder because we don't necessarily associate with race as much as we did before, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. Um, like even our identity as black British, our mm. parents are African, we're black British. Yeah. We don't even identify with... Direct chains. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So for our next generation that are probably going to be born here and have parents that were born here too... And they're going to be even more British. It's going to be harder to like align people purely just on race. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's going to have to be on different things that you kind of live your life doing and experiences that you have that we're going to be able to do that. So yeah. Building cultural things like there's there's more there's obviously our, the, the pigmentation of our skin is one thing yeah but it's like I always ask my friends in discussions that I have to you what does it mean to be black what do you do every day that makes you in, black to enforce your blackness mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. if you align mm-hmm. with other people in right. that way you're able to affect change you know what I, you know I, I, I did I comb my hair. I wake up, I yeah. pray that I get to live and I don't have to see another black person die. But you see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think, it shouldn't be like that, though. But that's the we thing. We should just it, be. That's ideal. We should just that, be. And what you're saying is ideal. And I, 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 and I work towards that future yeah. every, 100% every day. Yeah. And, but the things that I go through right now, yeah. they are protective because I feel like a targeted race. I feel yeah. like we are being targeted by gov- international governments, global governments, and they're using their instruments of the police force to target us and destroy us. And then they're also using the media to divide us and then divide us against allies that cross that transcend race. Mm. And when we look at class, which is why they keep bringing the race rhetoric and bringing up race and inciting racism through um, insinuation to divide those classes from coming together because the biggest fear is unionship, people coming together to fight for capital. Mm. The only thing that matters right now is money because there's a lot of us. And people don't understand, money matters, yeah? Sex doesn't matter, Mm. gender doesn't matter, race doesn't matter. All that comes at the end of the day is money because everybody at the top of the world, they're all gender fluid, some people are different sexualities, they're all different races, they're all different heights, from different backgrounds because it's not just yeah they are if you go online now and look for the actual richest families in the world yeah okay yeah, 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 okay yeah. 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 yeah okay no, cool. no, cool. 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 I know I know you're thinking I know you're thinking about yeah I know you're thinking I'm just saying that that okay they bring each other through in their way in their system but who on our system because there's black people up there as well so is our system working for us at the top. Because I'm centering this base back, back around us. Because we're using everything else, I believe, to stop us from actually making our ladder. So that it's not just a lot of white males, you know. So that it's other people coming through because there's other cultures that are using their system to bring through their ladder. Because most of the billionaires, they live in certain places. You can search it online. There's the internet. Everyone can search now. Where, who's the richest families in the world? Where do they I'm not in my black, though. Bro. But the thing is, you know, like, and not obviously I'm an entrepreneur as well, so not to be biased here, but the things like the black pound, I feel like that, obviously, sometimes the, lie, the, the execution sometimes isn't the greatest. Mm-hmm. Okay, but cool, I, I agree. Like what it's actually trying to achieve is amazing. Is that, like, look, if you spend your money actively with a black business, yeah. they have the opportunity to have that resource mm-hmm. and 
build on that. Yeah. If they have the same mentality, they'll spend that resource with another black yeah. business. Yeah. Because we live in a, what you said, money is everything. Mm-hmm. People think, like, because I buy from your business, you need to be as streamlined as Amazon. You need to be as efficient as yeah. ASOS. Exactly. If you're not, yeah. I'm going to like hold that against yes. you, write you off. Yes. But if yes. we all understand collectively, our generation isn't at that level. No. So mm-hmm. I'm putting it in so you have that money to buy it and then eventually, yeah. in two generations, oh, it will be these like, exactly. Sainsbury's and whatever yes. are like generations old yes. that mm-hmm. we will be as efficient and there'll be like a black-owned business 100%. at that level. That's it. But a lot of people don't see it like don't that. See it like that. People, don't see it like that. But that's deep. That's steeped into our... Um, because the level uh, of entry, our the time of, of entry, and the, our lack of delayed gratification in this country. So a lot of and people can't afford to sacrifice. No, unfortunately, yeah. or the perception that you can't afford to sacrifice exactly. yeah. is there. It's heavily yeah. there, and that is because we were systematic, systemically not allowed to enter the game of capital uh, until yeah. a later time. So the lessons that were learned in the earlier and the earlier and we're playing catch up. Other families, we're playing we're, catch up. We were done hundreds of years ago, yeah. and they passed down we're in seconds. Ca- we're playing catch up. So we're playing catch up and going through, yeah. but. We need to recognise that we are playing catch up, so we need to use more to get more. Yeah. Either use more within ourselves and give each other more yeah. to get more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, like Black Pound Day. If you don't give to if you don't give to these entrepreneurs like 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 Junior and you don't give to them and give them not just your finances, your time, mm-hmm. your your belief, your your resource. Mm-hmm. What if you do believe that, oh, this service isn't good, this is what you can do? Oh wow! Do you know you've just given them a helping hand, advice. You've given them an idea of a structure they can take. You said, you know, if you can't do it, I can implement it. Or I know somebody. Oh wow! What have you done? You've given them a better network because when you search the richest people in the world, what do they say? They say their net worth. Net worth is the people that you have access to in terms of their funds and their who's around you. It's not just them personally. So I think there's a real disconnection between understanding of the systems uh-huh. that lead to a massive power and respect within society. And, and that's why I feel like even cross-generational discussions need to be had. I feel yes. like a lot of us now are in echo chambers because I can talk to you on Twitter. Exactly. I can talk to you on Instagram. I that's, think that's the whole conversation. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. knowing that there was someone who's dealt with it at yeah. a purer, this, this, this injustice in a purer sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Years ago, yeah. and I'm going through the same thing, but they can give me clues and power. The gems, exactly. exactly. The mentorships, exactly. because like it was, it was like it was funny. I'm not gonna like say the full story, but obviously yeah. I went to a discussion. There was like a book release, and it was in the House of Parliament. Okay. It was like a black book. Yeah. Um, it was for safe. Yes, um, yes, yes. I can't remember the author of it, yeah. but it's like um, an anthology of different the experience of black males within in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Um, <clears throat> And basically, someone came out and introduced themselves. Cause that, that's what they tried to say, that they introduced yourself who you are. And then they refer to themselves as being the black, first black person to do... I'm not going to say what it is. Okay. Yeah. And then like everyone cheered, yeah, yeah, well done. And then someone's like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who told you that? Mm-hmm. Oh. That who, who told you you were the first mm-hmm. black person to yeah. do this? He's like, boom, there was this person who did this, this and this years ago. But because they told you that for you to think you're the only one, yeah. exactly, you thought you were the only one. But when you could be getting help, but there was no one to even just have that conversation. To That's just mad. Quickly that is that. wow. Was that so embarrassing? He probably felt embarrassed because it's like to my knowledge. Yeah. yeah. But equally, it was again to his knowledge. So oh, like okay. Checking knowledge. What he knows. Yeah, again, ignorance. Because like I'm, you know, I was even having a discussion with my like my brothers and my friends, like my business partner actually, about talking to our parents about what their experiences are of racism. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because they've come to this country exactly. as the other and like, we yeah. have discussions about racism all the time but we that big conversation with our parents mm-hmm. we haven't had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, That's really, like, what was That's very say? true. So it's like, I feel like 
before we can really talk about like changing certain things, it's like having really understanding them. Yeah, we really because, need to understand. Because once you prepare, what's it? I think I can't remember what this um an, an analogy is. It's like, oh, these two people went to go chop down the tree. They had yeah. five hours. Yeah. One guy started whacking away at yeah. the trees straight away, yeah. and the other person waited like two hours. Clock, sharpening his axe. Yeah, sharp, yeah, sharpening his axe, and it. Yeah. And I feel like we need to take that approach. To I that. agree. I agree. This racism thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Like, even if you see like Ricardo, for example, who is a musician first, yeah, exactly. And like, cause he's so well versed and he can tell he reads. Yeah. When he talks to people, everyone's so in awe. Yeah. But he says, "Bro, I'm even no one. You should check this guy. Yeah. He's, yeah. A, reference. he's exactly. a real, he's a real guy. Yeah. But part of us really and truly, we still don't want to hear it. No. But he does break it down in a language that I guess a particular sect of our community can understand. But who says that guy can't? Well? I, I agree. No, I agree. No, I agree. I agree. Like, I, we don't but want language, language is political. But we don't care and to hear it. And we have people in our community that write for specific uh, purposes. purposes and groups of people that obviously we're educated people so we could probably read wide ranging from McCullers to Tony Sewell's whatever. But um, yeah. But no, I understand what you're saying though. Yeah, hold out, Carlo. And, and the thing is, there's there's quite it's like it's like you said it's like there are these predominant figures, historical figures, these people that are within existence that can support and do be the missing links to that to you know allow us to leave it ourselves from this ignorance. However, the disconnect is there. That is the root of these issues. Like, well, let's link this communication. Let's link up and talk. You know, how else are we going to get this generational knowledge if there's no conversation? If there's no environment for conversation to be to be held, mm. if there's no process or system for these things to take place, if there's no, oh yeah, I'm gonna go here. Or why are you going here for? So we can do this. Mm-hmm. Some of you don't even know they can go to Hyde Park mm-hmm. to hear people speak um, in terms of for expression and freedom. Not. Exactly. Yeah. Some of you don't know they can even write into BBC for God's sake to express that or what, what they like because there is no there's no link, mm-hmm. there's no base, you know. And, you know, until we're allowed to organise and have bases without fear of police incrimination or some sort of police attack, because in history, that's all that's happened. Anytime these institutions have come, police are always there as the people that are breaking it's it down and, and, and annihilating it, you know? And, you know, this is like a... It's like a... Well, what I've heard anyway, it's like a, an orthodox marketing scheme that some organisations do. Like, it's not... Right, for example, BBC, they're supposed to be one of the most politically correct organisations we have. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be politically neutral. Exactly. Well. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they still made this mistake. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. doing like the bunny rabbit is. Yeah. 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 This mistake of saying the N-word at this time of day, yeah. which obviously probably wasn't a mistake. It's yeah. getting everyone to talk about the BBC, Facts. which brings about their relevance again. That's true. In an age where everyone's going online, watching streaming and stuff. Exactly, because it's and, gaslighting. And this is what we need to understand sometimes <clears throat> these organisations would prefer to do yeah. to get themselves back in the attention and yeah. the line and discussions yeah. and getting now prominent people to come out and defend this person and that person. And You're now so right. they're a reputable source for discussions and whatever, so it's still feeding back to their overall agenda. And exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is what we have to think because when I saw it, part of me wanted to just ignore it. Exactly. Because it's just like, they're not dumb. Especially Black Lives Matter happened, this Wiley thing just happened, but then you think it's okay, come on, like, no yeah. one's that dumb yeah. to start doing that. So people aren't that dumb, especially they're not paid to be that dumb. No. And where so, did you say they come from? Oxford? Yeah, elitist. It's an elitist institution. So. Like it's, it's one of those ones where we've just got to switch on and like people are trying to draw us out. 
They yeah, are. Like, they are trying to draw us out. They are trying to draw us out. And the only time when we won't get drawn out is when you know better and then you can just execute it different. Like you're when we know better and do better. Facts. Because like you said, people like Akala will be referencing other resources that we can use, but because it's not necessarily packaged in the way that other things are, mm-hmm. we choose to subscribe to other things and taking taking these kind of things that we know are not good for us. But you know, we need to make a, a choice and a stance here. And it comes back to me personally, I think it starts with love and it starts with self-love, you know? Mm-hmm. And then from there, you know, nothing's impossible to me.